The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and we're done. There were, There's no more football. The 2020 season, the NFL made it. Every single game got played, and against all odds, all 256 regular season games and every single playoff game got played, and in the end, Nothing changed because Tom Brady won the Super Bowl 31 to nine. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady defeat Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs. Joining me now to break it down, John Breach, Ryan Wilson. Um, this is actually the eighth consecutive streaming hour on uh, CB, uh, Twitch and YouTube. We're recapping. We're doing the uh, Super Bowl recap here. If you're if you're live, you can chat with us and, and ask us questions. Most people have been chatting with us and asking us questions for two hours while we waited on Wilson. But you're here. You're out, you know, doing whatever rich people do, and now you showed up. <laughs> oh, I'm the rich person. Yeah, yeah I was. I was out. Uh, I don't know what do I was driving around in my Rolls Royce, yelling at people out the window. By Ooh. the way, did you guys see the? Uh, I'm in Stanford, Connecticut. Obviously, did you see my video that I've. I shared driving to work today. Did you see that? Was it snowy? I was trying to cover the pregame of the Super Bowl, Ryan. I have time to watch your videos. It was yeah, a was 2 p.m., but okay. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably got eight inches of snow today. I had to drive in through that. I don't think the snowplow's been invented in Stanford, Connecticut, so I had to rough it. Luckily, I have a lot of experience driving through the snow, but much different than the uh, weather in Tampa Bay, where turned out, Johnny, no rain. Yeah, uh, ironically enough, uh, your car was the Chiefs. The snow was the Buccaneers' defense. Uh, and we all know what happened there. No rain. Uh, the Chiefs could have used some rain. They, Chiefs they, did they not score. On the Buccaneers parade. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs did not score a touchdown. They managed six points in the first half, three points in the second half, three field goals was all they got. Harrison Bucker, Patrick Mahomes, 26 of 49, 270 yards, zero touchdowns and two interceptions. Tom Brady, your Super Bowl MVP, 21 of 29, 201 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Rob Gronkowski, probably the runner-up there, six catches, 67 yards, and two scores. Antonio Brown also, also, also caught a touchdown, and Leonard Fournette ran for one. I mean, I think it sort of get lo gets lost in the in the discussion about how bad the Super Bowl was because it wasn't a very good Super Bowl. But, I mean, Tampa Bay absolutely blistered the Chiefs. I mean, completely destroyed them. That's as shocking as a result as I think I've seen since 2007 when the Giants beat the Patriots, mainly because I didn't think there was a world. I didn't think there was a game script that existed. I, I wouldn't have planned for this that the Chiefs could score zero touchdowns and that Pat, like every single second half comeback attempt by Patrick Mahomes would be completely and utterly foiled by the Buccaneers. Yeah, it was a confluence of everything going wrong for the Chiefs at the exact wrong time. It started with the offensive line, which came in injured. It, it started with with Patrick Mahomes, whose toes suddenly looked looked a lot worse this week than it did two weeks ago when he was 
looked pretty mobile. And he also looked to be a little skittish in terms of not trusting that offensive line because the Bucs, one of the things they do really well, four rushers, they don't need to blitz. Todd Bowles likes to blitz, but they can get home with four. So they just played a lot. They didn't blitz that often from just from first viewing. They played a lot of two high safeties, kept everything in front of them, and then made a ton of tackles. Um, and coming into this week, um, you know, you everyone reads 4,000 reviews and previews, excuse me. Football Outsiders pointed out that over the course of the season, the Chiefs offensively were like six overall on first down in DVOA in terms of efficiency, uh, were two second overall on second down, and on third down, they were number one on third and medium, and they were number two on third and long, and that went back the last three years. So they dominated on third down. Uh, Super Bowl, they were three for 13. That was a huge part of it. Uh, another huge part of it is that no one on the Chiefs apparently could catch football. Uh, the number of people that got hit in the face, Tyree Kill in the end zone, Travis Kelsey dropped a bunch of balls. I think Miko Harbin dropped that ball that Breach loved so much, the, the supine throw uh, in the third quarter or fourth quarter. The game was already over at that point, but the point being they dropped a ton of balls. And the defense for the Chiefs, as expected, couldn't stop the run. They never could stop the run during the season. And Leonard Fournette finally, on the biggest stage, looked like a first-round pick. Uh, yeah, how do you think Jacksonville feels about that? Like, oh, yeah, we've been vindicated. We are right about his talent. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, we played Patrick Mahomes. Well, where's this playoff money? Where did this guy come from? Uh, you know what's funny is that one story I wrote leading up to the Super Bowl was an interview with Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan played the Buccaneers in Week 15, played the Chiefs in Week 16, and played the Buccaneers in Week 17. So, like, if you're going to ask an NFL player who's going to win this Super Bowl, he's a pretty solid person to ask. And also, uh, the Falcons were leading two of those three games in the fourth quarter, and Matt Ryan averaged 307 yards passing through seven touchdowns, zero interceptions in those three games. So he played really well against these those two teams in those three games. And when he got asked who was going to win the game, he did not even hesitate. He said Tampa Bay. Like, just – and, you know, usually maybe you don't pick the division rival or uh, you don't pick the guy who beat you by coming back 28-3 to in a Super Bowl that you are – forever connected to and kind of embarrasses you now. Uh, maybe you don't pick that guy, but he just said their defensive line was so good and they can put so much pressure on you that you just don't have time to think. And I think, you know, a lot of us thought, Hey, maybe that might happen to Patrick Mahomes that Mahomes is so good that it wouldn't matter. That it was Mahomes can think so quickly or he has more weapons than a guy like Matt Ryan, because if, if, you know, if Julio Jones is covered, Matt Ryan just like gets lost, gets sacked, it's done. Uh, but with, Patrick Mahomes, there's Travis Kelsey, there's Tyree Kill, there's McCole Hardman. You can hit someone out of the backfield. There's just weapons after weapons after weapons. And so it didn't seem like it was possible to shut down Patrick Mahomes like the Buccaneers did. And really, it was masterful. I have never seen Andy Reid get outcoached this badly. In multiple halves. Yeah. Like, I like I don't – what I didn't get was that – Re so, wh why could they? I mean, I have to go back and rewatch it honestly. And like, I, I really didn't enjoy this watching at I, look again. I'm at home, it's not the end of the world. I would prefer to be watching the game from the game. I didn't feel like I got a great viewing of it, or, or actually, you know what? It was hard to watch it because I hadn't seen a Super Bowl like that in a while. Um, but like, why weren't they just getting the ball out quick? Like, I want to, I want to know. Was this a was this an Andy Reid game plan? Was Eric Bieniemy given like sort of the reins to try and? I love and this. Eric Bieniemy is now 
I've heard a few times like his name's been included. Like now we include him on it when the things go south. Eh, I think he probably has something to do with it. Right, right, right. It's like, are we sure he calls the plays? Is he really that involved? And like they lose, they're like, the enemy's offense sucks. He's definitely called the plays. I think part of the issue is that, like I mentioned, Patrick Mahomes was skittish because the offensive line was in shambles. He was under siege. I will say this, and um, I said this on HQ when we were talking to to Danny Cannell and Pete Prisco down in 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 Tampa. I thought that Patrick Mahomes played really well, all things considered. I agree. I agree with that. They were like, no, he was he was not good. He was he was he looked uh, discombobulated and out of sorts. Yeah, he was running for his life, but he also had five passes hit his receivers in the face, two in the end zone, and that could have at least made the game slightly closer. I don't think that the Buccaneers or the Buccaneers are losing that game, but um. He was sacked three times. He was Whoa. hit. Good. Finish that. Eight times. Midway through the fourth quarter, he had been pressured 24 or 40 dropbacks. Well, one thing about Mahomes and, and, they, and they weren't blitzing. That's right. Well, and, and, okay. So how do you, how do you, if your quarterback's just getting crushed, one way to fix that is maybe just maybe try to run the ball. And it feels like the chiefs went in with this game plan that, Hey, the Buccaneers have the best rush defense. So we're not even going to try to run the ball. We are literally, they did though. Hold on a second, Ryan, hold on a second. So they said, we're going to throw the ball on every single down. Now, did they try to run the ball? Yes, they did in the second half and it was working. They, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire averaged 7.1 yards per carry. The Chiefs averaged more than six yards per carry uh, running the ball when they were still in the game in the third quarter, and there's no reason that couldn't have worked in the first or second quarter. They didn't try to do it in the first half. They only rushed for 57 yards, and it was uh, six carries. Your running back only had four carries in the first half. They didn't even try to. Here's what I would say to that. Uh, In the first half of the course of the season, the Chiefs threw the ball over 70% of the time. So I'm not sure I'm going to, and you're down 21 to six late in the game. I'm not and late in the first half. My point there is though, if the quarterback's getting, if your quarterback's getting crushed, you've got to try something else. And they refuse to try something else. I'm fine with that because you got there playing that way. Patrick Mahomes got there playing that way. They had a glimpse of what it was going to be like with Eric Fisher uh, in the championship game. And, and they held it together. I'm not turning to the running. Le'Veon Bell, I don't, was even active. I mean, he wasn't. But Le'Veon Bell is not the answer. No, who's well, not? Well, it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't think he played a snap, though. That's, that's right. That's my point. I, I'm not changing fundamentally what I do best and better than anyone on planet Earth just because I'm down early. Because they, they were down 24. We talked about this. To the to the Texans. They were down. Bad defense, though. Fair enough. But they, they were down four to the last five postseason games by double digits. And they won all these games by double digits. Is, is, is it? This is a very good defense, and your quarterback, who was already injured playing with a messed up toe, is getting beat up. So you at least have to keep the Buccaneers' defense honest. When I don't even know if like the Buccaneers' defense, by the way, is number one against the run. Just yeah, so- I, I already I mentioned that. I, that's what I just said. I said the Buccaneers' defense is the top against the run. So it seemed like the Chiefs decided they weren't even going to try to run the ball. I, that, I, I, things- I thought that was going to be their plan. I thought that was the plan that was going to work. That was my impression that Andy Reid would come out and he would get the ball quick out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Mahomes, they, whatever they were running wasn't designed to get the ball out quick. It was crazy. Like they, you know, it was like he was holding on every play and running around like Russell Wilson and then trying to find Travis Kelsey down the field or, or Tyreek Hill. And also, by the way, and I, I, I know why you're saying what you're saying, Breach, and any other team, I, I, would, I would agree with you. Like the Steelers, yes, please run the ball more because Roethlisberger is, like I've said a million times, a tub of goo. But if Travis Kelsey doesn't drop that ball that hits him in the hand in the first quarter, that extends a drive. And if, Tra- if Terry Kill catches that ball that hits him in the face in the first quarter, 
we're not talking about running the ball. They just, they missed out on a handful of plays early on. And by the end, it ended up being, you know, felt like 25 plays they missed out on. But they make two or three plays in the first 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, you're not caring about Clyde Edwards Lair running the ball. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, I think it boils down to this. The Buccaneers had a very good defensive game plan. Hey, shout out to Todd Bowles. Shout out to Todd Bowles. The Buccaneers got home without having to blitz. Shout out to JP, JPP. Uh, uh, he's now 8 0 in the postseason. And Damakatsu had one and a half sacks. And so. was awesome. Shaq Barrett was awesome. Um, During the week last week, I said one of my favorite props Shaq Barrett gets a sack. Yeah, you did. You nailed it. Uh, look, all their defense played out of their minds. They Let made. Let me ask you this, though, Brinson. Uh, can I finish? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, if, if you don't want me to, it's fine. I don't care. But I, I also think like they did such a great job in the red zone, too. And a, a lot of the red zone stops were maybe later in the game when it felt like it was already over. But I mean, you know, the, the the Chiefs went to the red zone four times and came away with three points. And that's crazy. That's you know, that's the Chiefs are a great red zone offense, and the Buccaneers locked them down. And you know, I just don't, I just don't. I think that they got, I think maybe they just got out coached. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and Tom Brady played really well and made some big throws. Um, and they got a bunch of calls early in the first half, and it. It was it was just flummoxing to see the Chiefs. I mean, every time they've been put in this position, you're like, all right, so, you know, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And it just didn't. They couldn't turn it on. It was wild to see. Yeah, flummoxing. And what I was going to ask you, and I'll ask Breach too, how, and by the time the second half rolled around, you sort of forgot about it. But the, the, uh, the Chiefs got hosed in the first half by a, a handful of calls that made zero sense, especially – throughout the playoffs where they were letting them play every team play every week. We saw it in the Packers game. Like if the Packers game was called like this game, I'm not sure why you're throwing flags on Mike Evans for OPI for DPI. Excuse I, me. I felt like that one felt like in the mo you know, the deep ball on the left side or the touchdown, the deep ball upon first viewing looked like he tackled him. It turned out Breland just fell down. That one was, was absolutely under no circumstances acceptable. Yeah, it, that's a tough flag. And the problem there is that the NFL has, like, it, they haven't figured out how to adjudicate these, um, you know, these penalties in, in, a, in a way that's fair. Because, you, you know, if the guy throws the flag, it's just like, all right, it's, the flag's done. Like, and again, like, these, these are wild. Sometimes they, they could convene before they ultimately. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, they're, you have all these replays and you you when you watch the replay you're like okay clearly that's not dpi but in real time maybe it felt like it cuz he's like stumbling and like you know when you're stumbling you're you're like falling forward and then the you know as somebody points out in the chat uh the one in the end zone shortly thereafter that was completely uncatchable the ball was almost in the stands there's no way he's catching that and you throw that flag and it just feels like i don't think there's some vast conspiracy to help out tom brady the nfl has proven that they you know that's not their bag but like, you know, when you're doing that for one side, it, it really just makes you like, oh. let me, let me reset this. So it was seven to three and, um, the chiefs punt and the punter gets off that 56 yard bomb and there's a holding call, whatever it's, it's holding fair enough. The next punt was 29 yards. So the Buccaneers get the ball at the plus 38 Brady's intercepted on a ball that they call defensive holding on. It's very close to defensive holding and the ball being tipped to the line of scrimmage for Tyron Mathieu. Tyron Matthew makes the play. Tyron Matthew. 
And I think, first of all, it doesn't matter that it's defensive holding because the ball was tipped, even though by the letter of the law it is. I don't know why you're throwing the flag on that. So that's one sort of give back. Um, then after that, Suckup hits the 40-yard field goal, except there's offsides on fourth and five. He made the hit. Huh? He made it. You said he missed it. He said he hits. Hit it. Hit it. Just like I'm going to hit you for correcting me when I'm right, Breach. Ah. But he's offsides. No! Who's calling offsides on a field goal? It's on the end of the line, too. He had no, uh, nothing to do with the play. The very next play after that, because it makes the first down, is the Gronk touchdown. Uh, 17 yards, Gronk's first touchdown. And then it's 14-3 at that point, and, and that's a wrap. Game's over. And, and to, to that point, we had Terry McCauley, uh, the rules guy, NBC, said neither defensive hold called. This is what Here's he said. The, the game is on CBS, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, he tweeted this out. Oh! I'm saying that an experienced former NFL official said that the NFL has not been calling holding penalties like this all season. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's frustrating. And so that it's surprising. And also, uh, the Chiefs' penalty yardage in the first half was the most that any team in the NFL was penalized by in the first half of any game all season. Wow. That's a stat right there. Good job, Breach. So you're talking about not only are you have these uncharacteristic penalties that, as Ryan just laid out, uh, are huge because they're giving the Buccaneers free first downs, but all of a sudden, you know, you're calling penalties that just weren't called during the regular season or even during the playoffs because it was this whole let them play right. uh, thing that was going on. And all of a sudden, they're letting everyone play except for the chief secondary. So it's, you know, like I, I the, the Buccaneers were a hundred percent the better team, but this was such a, you know, the, the whole confluence of events that Ryan just described felt like that was where the game ended up swinging. And, you know, where does it go? If all the call, every single call, you know, you think one or two things, the ball doesn't bounce your way in a super bowl, but when every single thing goes against you, uh, it, it's hard to rebound from that. So, the Buccaneers were the better team, but it was just weird that kind of every call went against the Chiefs. Yeah, I would never want to say that, you know, this is not one of those where you want to say, I mean, you know, if, if this goes this way, like the Chiefs win because the, the Bucks played awesome. And they got clean rolled. I mean, that, that was, it didn't help. The Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. That's right. They didn't score a touchdown. You don't score any touchdowns. You're probably not winning the Super Bowl. And, and by the way, Go ahead, Breach. I was just say if the Chiefs get these calls, the final score of this game is probably like twenty to nine. Like and the, the Chiefs couldn't move the ball. That's that's the point here, and they weren't going to win. And this is also assuming that the don't forget the Bucks had the ball at the one inch line and couldn't score. Uh, the Chiefs' red zone defense is dead last. <laughs> the Buccaneers' red zone offense is like top five. So what are the chances you're throwing a ball to an offensive lineman who drops it, and then you're running the ball twice with Rojo as opposed to just center sneaking it with Tom Brady who is a million for a million on center sneaks of one yard or less. That's literally so, the only rush play Tom Brady knows. He looks at his bracelet. He's like, ah, the QB sneak. They didn't. And, um, but one more thing. The way, that Super Bowl was fast too. On, what was like, what wasn't it? Fast? What was, it was fast? The game was fast. It was oh over, yeah. It was yeah. over 10, 15. And I don't know why it took me two hours to walk up here. Apparently. Yeah. But the other thing we're talking about the officiating and, and the defense for the Buccaneers playing lights out both of which obviously had impacts. Uh, that was one of the worst coach. And this might bring back flashbacks for Devo. Andy Reid, why are you calling timeout with 50 seconds to go in the, in the second quarter? I know you want to get the ball back, but here's the deal. If you score a touchdown instead of a field goal in that final drive of the first half, you take off more time, Tom Brady's to get the ball back. You don't get those uh, DPI calls. And you're also getting the kickoff to start the third quarter. 
You don't need to call timeout to get the ball back to Phil, uh, to Patrick Mahomes, who's clearly struggling uh, when your defense is out there getting, by that point, they were getting personal foul penalties because they were so it, frustrated. It felt like the box, the box were like, it's, so it's 14 to six. You're down eight points. And the Buccaneers were more than willing to go to half. And your offense has been awful. And your defense has been, you know, getting steamed up a little bit the last two last two drives. Maybe the maybe the move is to just take your medicine. I understand you wanted to get the ball back one more time, but it's, it's th- what is it third and two, and you call timeout? Was that the one? Or are you talking about the one on first and uh, they call timeout? First, the, right, so first, for first down, the Bucks ran the ball at the middle with Leonard Fournette, and they get and they get one yard or no gain. That's what Andy Reid calls the first timeout with 50 seconds left. And they're at the Tampa Bay 29. So let's say, let's give them the 35 if they're punting. You're still, you're still going to need to go like 60 yards, and you haven't done anything with the football. Nope. Maybe just go to You half. need to go about 35 yards. If, if, if you get the ball like the 30, your own 30 would have a realistic shot from 55 the way he was kicking tonight. Right. I'm just saying, like, it, I well, I think that Reed was thinking, hey, we've got some momentum. We just got a field goal on our last drive. We had been struggling offensively in the first half. Now we've got them on second and ten. Like I didn't hate it because what you're you're being aggressive and what you're thinking is they've got third and yeah. two. If we stop them here, we have Patrick Mahomes. We just scored on our last possession, and if we can just get a field goal, all of a sudden we're trailing fourteen to nine, and we get the ball to start the second half. Or or what if it's fourteen twelve? Or yeah. 14 all, you know, or 14, 13 or 14, nine, any one of those outcomes and you get the ball back and you're feeling like, okay, we have played the worst half of football we played since like week 17 of 2017. Um, you know, we are, we're in the Super Bowl, and we're trailing or we're tied, but you know, given how badly we played, this feels like a win. Let's go get a touchdown on this first drive. And all of a sudden the chiefs could control it. I mean, I, yeah, I would say at that point, I'd be live betting. I'd be live betting the Chiefs anyway, like continue to live bet them. I just feel like he, it was a sort of panic move because you've been down before. You know what you have. And it just makes more sense to get into the locker room, get everyone settled down, come out, score a touchdown drive on the to start the second quarter, the third quarter. The Buccaneers half. were definitely trying to go to half. Up 14-6 and feeling good about it. Yeah, I mean, the decision blew up in Andy Reid's face. Yeah. Well, the, So the Goblin Pass happens on second down. And as as, as uh, call. see at that point, I'm see like I think that second timeout might be worse than the first. I know you're like already sort of all in on the first timeout, but you call the second timeout with 44 seconds and it's third and two. It's not like it's third and seven. It's third and two. So if it's third and two, you have to be feeling like the Bucks might convert this, and then all of a sudden you've given them all this time, you know, and they're getting closer to midfield where they're going to have a look at a field goal, you know? And after they converted the third down, first down is the bomb to Mike Evans. I mean, that ball was so overthrown. I, I don't understand. You know, we'll go down that road again. That's, that, that, really, that really was a – because even if it's 17, let's say that the – the do the Buccaneers get a field goal? Probably yeah. with, with that much time left, 24 seconds. Probably. I remember the Bucks only had one timeout left as this as this sequence is occurring. So maybe the oh my god. Even I mean, the, Buccaneers, though, the Buccaneers getting that touchdown there. 
That was a killer. It was a dagger. Not even though. We didn't know it. So it's 21 to 6. You're only down two scores. If you can come out and score a touchdown to start the half, but you can't. You kick a field goal. The Bucs come down and score a touchdown. It's basically the Bucs have reversed, you know, turned the tables. They're playing like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are selling for field goals against a team that's going to rack up at the end of the day, 31 points on you. By the way, uh, Kelly, Kelly, uh, Seamus in the uh, chat uh, correctly dunks on Wilson. Last week, if I, we, I wish we had the, the, the audio, Wilson's like, if every coach called big calls like Andy Reid does, they'd win a million games. Yes. Oh, oh. Let me see. Kelly may have actually said that to me on, on Twitter too. No, but I mean, it's like, it's, you know what? I referenced your quote. I, I used, I, you know, I used your name because I didn't want to be stuck on it, but I was like, you know, Wilson's right. Like Andy Reid's calling play. Like he's calling plays. Like he's free and he's not worried about it. And maybe, you know, maybe in hindsight, we should have been like, Oh, Andy Reid just figured this whole time clock management thing out. Yeah, I'm not going to say he blew the game for him. Malcolm McSween on Twitter said, you can't say, what would Andy Reid do anymore? Fair enough. Both to both of you. You guys want a fun fact? The Chiefs won the coin toss in this game, and the team that wins the coin toss has now lost the Super Bowl seven straight times. Also, heads won, so heads fails. Isn't there some uniform situation that, that happens? White wins 14 out of 17 now, I think is what Danny. Yeah, 14 and three. I, well, I mean, I think the coin toss, the winner of the coin toss has lost seven straight Super Bowls. That's insane. Can you that refuse is- to go out there to the coin toss? That's what I'm, if I'm the captain next year, I'm not calling anything. I'm taking the automatic L. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not calling it. If there anyone keeps taking the automatic the Chiefs L. Won and two, I don't. I feel like I didn't. I mean, I watched the game. <laughs> Did you? Huh? Did you? I just I don't know. I feel like um I like how you said uh a blur for you. It really I love is. that he, he's used to watching the Super Bowl in the in the press box. You just watched 256 football games at home. I think you can figure out how yeah, to I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I thought about that while I was saying that too. <laughs> I don't know, it just felt the whole the whole thing was weird. And my family got home at like four o'clock. It was very, very off. I don't want to say off putting because that seems mean, but it was just like threw my day off. All right. So that's all. Yeah. Um, take a I, break. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. I just, I'm just staring at this box score, and I can't. It's hard to get past it. Like, I mean, uh, hey, they've scored nine. The can Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes scored nine, nine points with six minutes and thirty seconds left in the fourth quarter of last year's Super Bowl. They only had ten. Yep. That's a good point. They only had so, 10 in week 16. Wait, 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 is that, is it, wait, wait, wait. They only had 10 with six minutes left? With yeah. six and a half minutes left. Didn't they win 31 20? They did because San Francisco got crazy and crazy stuff happened over the final six and a half minutes. But the point is, that's that's seven quarters of not great football by the Chiefs. In so they've the- trailed by double digits in uh, what? All but two playoff games the last two years? No, all but one. I think the the Browns game they never trailed it by double digits. They never traded. Oh, they're only down nine because they missed extra point in the Bills game. I think the only oh, down nine to the Bills and nine against the Titans, but they end up winning by double digits in all those games. The only thing with the penalties in the first half is it makes it overshadows how well the Chiefs' defense played because the score says it was a blowout. When I think they played better than the score indicated. Uh, and also probably props up the Buccaneers offense more than it should have been. Like the stars of this game was the Buccaneers defense. For sure. For sure. Unquestionably. Wait, did you say the Chiefs defense played better in the first half or the Buccaneers defense? No, no. I just said the Chiefs defense played better than the score indicated. Oh. 
And because of those penalties that you were talking about at the end of the half that shouldn't have been called, the Buccaneers probably scored more points than they should have. Right. Oh, but and then so, you could give them credit. You know, they they turned it over. Well, Tyron Matthew had an interception. I, I feel mean, like the score final score should have been like twenty to nine. And so I feel like the stars here were the Buccaneers' defense. So that the, was Tyron Matthew had an interception. They had that goal line stand. I mean, that was unbelievable. No one saw that coming. That was a, probably the craziest thing that happened. Uh, I'll say this in hindsight. I think that. This game felt a lot like Giants over Pats and Pats over Rams. And I failed in the moment to kind of realize that. Like, I think the move was at halftime. Um, I got a, I had a buddy, a sharp guy who like who hammered the, the Buccaneers like plus 350 and plus eight in the second half. And I just, I, in, I was just convinced that the Chiefs were going to find a way to do what they always do and put up a ton of points. It's like, it just these like a crazy right. spurt. Yeah, and it, it happens it, all the time. It happens all the time. They did I mean, They did it against the, the freaking bucks in week 12. And it, and it never had, it never happened. It never materialized. So yeah. at halftime, it was 21 six. And they asked me uh, while we we're doing HQ, what I thought the chances were. Now the line, the Vegas thought that the chiefs probably had like a 25 to 30% chance of winning based on the line. I said 50% before I knew that just because like, eh, that's what Patrick Mahomes does. I mean, you know, the thing is, if it's 21-6 and they go down to score a touchdown. Wait, uh, they were down 15 points. Patrick Mahomes is only trailed by 14 or more points three times in his career at halftime, all three games against Tom Brady. Ooh, that's a good stat. But you're down, you're down 15 points. You go down, you score a touchdown. Maybe you don't even get the two-point conversion. And it's, you know, all of a sudden you're down eight. And the game is just, I mean, obviously materially different. It feels at that point, yeah. it feels like the Chiefs can game. get a stop and then and then flip it. And instead, they, yeah, they get three. Ashley Holmes never lost for more than eight points in, in his NFL career. Well, they got a touch. Actually, they got a field goal in their first possession, right? Yeah, field goal. Then the the, the um, Bucks came down, and scored a touchdown. Yeah, but um, they, they got a field goal and they never scored again. No, yeah, right. That's right. That's crazy. Patrick Mahomes scored zero points in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. Zero touchdowns, two picks. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will discuss what it means for this for the legacy, if Brady was the deserving MVP, and much more. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. I was going to grab some more ice, but whatever. <laughs> hey, I'm going to give you another, uh, before you, if you want to get ice, I'll tell you another prop bet that I was keen on during the week. I lost all of my prop bets. I'm so sorry if you yeah, I don't know if you remember this one. I mentioned the Sha- Shaq Barrett getting a sack was, was an easy one for me. I also said the first penalty of a game of the game will be offsides encroachment neutral zone infraction because the Chiefs get teams to do it all the time and the Bucks are terrible at it. JPP, boom, done. First quarter. Nice. Keep talking. Uh, nice. I will say the one I'm most proud of. Uh, Ryan, someone called me out for my kicker props. I saw that jerk and you responded very meanly to them. What'd you say? Well, I mean, I so I hit two of five that I gave out in the podcast. Oh, I thought you meant my tweet at you. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That, that was different. I hit two of five that I gave out over the past week. But one of them was uh, first score of the game would be Chiefs field goal, which was plus 550. It's like if you bet 100 bucks on the props I gave you, that paid off every, you know, or if you bet $10, whatever. That that breach plus. breach got murdered in the comments earlier. No, I didn't get murdered. Like, breach, we have no other fact that breach missed all his kicking props. My like, five kicking five, props. It's a five fifty. If you bet my five kicking props, you profited. That's it. All right, so you got the field goal one right. What else? Did I you got mean? uh fifty yard field goal or longer. Yeah, was that plus one fifteen? And I got both teams would hit a field goal of thirty five yards or longer. Well, what'd you miss on? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. The other one was the bold one. The first field goal would be between 37 and 43 yards, like picking the exact distance when we were trying to do like, uh, I think 10 to one. I don't know. We had it in a window or something. I don't remember oh, what right. it was. So like, that's, that's one of those where you put it out, where you look at the numbers, hope it's going to be right. And then, uh, what was the other one? I can't remember, but it, there was another one. I will say this. Although I, I, I was actually happy with how I did on kicking props, to be honest. And kickers. Really, you were the only one. Like, kickers. I had the, I max bet the anthem over, so that helped a lot. Um, This is the first time I actually had a glimpse of the halftime show. I had it on mute. I didn't know what to make of. I didn't know what was going on. It sort of freaked me out, all the mirrors and stuff. Also, I, 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 don't, I, I don't didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't really care for it. Can we say I, that if it was on CBS? I feel bad, but I didn't, I didn't listen to it. I just saw the the um the, the weekend. The weekend is not. It, it was. It, it's fine. It's it's okay. I don't know who the weekend is. He didn't dance. It wasn't. You know what though? I, I'll say that it, he didn't. There weren't a lot of people involved because, like, we're in a pandemic, so you're in a tough spot if you're a musician trying to put on this monstrous show because you know we have. Uh, we've seen in the past where they bring out thousands of people onto the field where they circle the stage. So it looks like there's a giant crowd out there. Like you can't do that this year. So that is actually fun to watch. The 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 setup and the and the breakdown is actually fun. Right. And so this is all on your set designer to come up with something brilliant. It's not easy to plan a concert during a pandemic. That's what it, that's why there haven't been live concerts. So uh, you know, well, gotta, and also let's not sleep on the fact that that one song was the la- the famous one that they. I don't know any of his songs. I didn't. I didn't hear it. It was on. <laughs> Um, you know, it's like I'm in the dark. You know what I'm talking about? It, it's been. How do you not know the song? Is it seven? It's been played seventy. They played. First of all, no one talked about this, but they played it every week on Monday Night Football, going to every commercial. It was, oh. it was like I thought I was losing my mind, and then of course, then I realized, oh, like no wonder they were like beefing everybody up for the for the halftime show, and then they did that the weekend. Pepsi commercial every minute of every playoff game for three weeks. You know, I'm the name of it. 
Okay. You know, the saddest part of Super Bowl 54 for me, which is last year's Super Bowl and Miami Gardens. Breach put his camera on time lapse to film the breakdown halftime show extravaganza, which is 20 minutes, or whatever. And it's pretty amazing to watch. And some poor sap stood in front of Breach's phone. So he <laughs> no, no, no. It, it started fine for about the first three minutes. Right. Then he stood up. And then, so I thought he was going to get up and like go to the bathroom or something like people do at halftime. He didn't. He just stood there. He stood there. And I thought, oh, you know what? After a minute, he'll sit back down. And on a hyperlapse, it will look fine. It looked like he stood up for like a split second. He kept standing there. And then stood there for the rest of the halftime show. And I had to delete my video. If I ever find out who that was, uh, I will block him on Twitter, whether or not he follows me. It was indeed <laughs> very sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can I tell you one of my favorite, uh, my favorite moments from sure. the game? And I have a quote to accompany it. So I was the, at first... I laughed when Antoine Winfield threw up deuces to, to Tyreek uh, Hill after the, after the hilarious. pass breakup. Yeah, just it was funny because he got it right in his face and he's like that. Also, again, shouldn't that, if you do that, shouldn't that, that was a penalty. convert the fourth to a first? No, it was after the play. No, I understand that, but it's like the, your taunting is as a result of the play. I, I don't know. Well, the play's over, then you taunt him. So okay. I, th I think I'm okay with that. And the, the best part, but right, you don't want it to happen. I just thought it was so out of the ordinary hilarious that I, I didn't carry the way. And, you know, I, neither one of these teams are my team, so I, I had no vested interest in it. But I didn't realize till later, people started tweeting out, that the last time they played in Week 12, Tyreek did the backflip and the deuces while Antoine Winfield was in close proximity, and he didn't forget about it. So Antoine was asked about it after the game in the Super Bowl, and he, and he said, it's something I had to do. When we played earlier, he backflipped in front of my face and gave me the peace sign. So it was only right that I gave him the peace sign back to him. It felt amazing to do that. I'm not even going to lie. I love that. He's like, yep, that's the deal. There it is right there. Thank you, Debo. For that's the cool. record, Antoine Winfield, my guy. Don't, don't be creeping on Antoine Winfield, Antoine Winfield corner because I picked him for defensive rookie of the year. I said he should have been a first-round pick. My guy. I picked the, the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl before the season started. Breach and I picked the Chiefs to lose the Super Bowl before the season started. So to who? Hey, did you get the Bucs winning? Over the Ravens. How'd you not bring that up? Lead the podcast. Talk about burying the lead, Ryan. The I, wanted you, I wanted Breach to bring up who he picked to win the Super Bowl. Eight and a half hours into a live. I've been mentioning it for weeks. Not loud enough. Apparently. Not loud. Okay, Wilson, when I tell you, you got to put your plant your flag, you got to plant your Brinson flag. would have literally put this as his Twitter <laughs> header. It would have just been up there so everyone could see it. It would have been Wait. like, what? Do you have an easy way to find our picks? You're pretty good at finding people. Just, people who listen to this podcast religiously, who are in the chat right now, were you aware that Wilson had the Bucks winning the Super Bowl? Because, like, I would have been nonstop talking about, it, like, of course, my preseason pick, the Bucks are here. Wait, 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 hold on. Wilson, you, what do you want to know? You did I, did I in fact pick? I, I thought I picked the Buccaneers over the Ravens. Is that what I had? Okay, but you have what, what, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, breach, breach. Hold on. Beating the Baltimore Ravens. Breach. Hold on. More importantly, Wilson, are you trying to tell me that in August of 2020, in the yeah. middle of a GD pandemic, you picked the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl in their home stadium, the first team to ever do that in the history of professional football, and then you picked the Chiefs to win the actual game? Oh yeah, I was all I was all in. 
What a big jam! You picked the Chiefs to win the game. Yeah, you I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl for the season, and you picked the Bucs, the Chiefs to win the game. If the Ravens were in the Super Bowl, I'd 100% pick the Buccaneers. At that point, it didn't matter. I mean, you know what's funny? With you. I understand Ryan's logic. Yeah. The, the same thing happened to me last year. I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl in the preseason, and I picked the 49ers to win the game. There's kind of a it's a hedge. Like you, no. you're, you're, you end up being right either I'm way. Not on your preseason pick, you always do that. What the hell? You don't always do it, Ryan. Don't listen to him. I know. Ryan's never been the one who just told a story about being in Vegas and doubling down and betting on the Broncos against the Panthers because they were your preseason pick and you bet money on before the season. This is insane. Why would you pick the Chiefs? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, first of all, you didn't know that I picked the Buccaneers till four minutes. Because you picked the Chiefs to win the game. That's why I didn't think about it. Because that's why you didn't say anything all week. I didn't Because you, you picked the Bucs to win the Super Bowl and you were picking the Chiefs to win to beat them. No, no, I said it all week. Oh. I'm okay with it. I've done a lot of dumber things than that. That would be nuts. Why would you do that? You are fired up. It's insane. You picked the, you picked the Super Bowl correctly. Hey, listen. Build a time machine with your $80,000. I'll go back and I'll pick the Bucs. How about that? <laughs> Yeah. You know what? Maybe we should start putting money on our preseason Super Bowl picks because Wilson got it this year. I got it in 2019. Yeah, but he's going to pick the, the Philip Rivers high school team to win the, the Super Bowl. Oh, Rams. Yeah, they'll have good odds. He's he's on the Rams bandwagon. Yeah. He's already on the Rams bandwagon. Um, Ryan, the Buccaneers, I guess I think, the I think you're also underestimating how much a time machine costs. <laughs> I mean, you can, if you can, if you're a MacGyver, you can make it for like 20 grand. Okay. What? Wait, what? Happened? MacGyver can't make a time machine. Uh, have you ever watched MacGyver? I yeah, have. MacGyver is my favorite show growing up. He's never made a time machine. Bree. You, you don't even know his name. Explosives with pocket knives. What's have you his ever name? Watched Quantum Leap, the Quantum Leap MacGyver crossover. He makes a time machine. Okay, first mm-hmm. of all, that's not a thing. Because second of all, but Quantum Leap is fiction. MacGyver. It's based on a true story. Hey, a commenter. Man, you can create bombs out of avocados. Out of. Toothpicks, bubble gum, and a plastic wrap. Have, have you watched MacGyver recently, by the way? It, oh, it's, it's terrible. It's CBS. It's, it's not CBS. It's not terrible. And it used to be like. <laughs> oh, Wilson says the CBS show sucks, huh? No. It used to be must watch. <laughs> oh! You, you, know you know when a CBS show sucks, Breach? When the Bengals are playing. Whoa. Oh, 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 Wilson, Wilson let me ask you this. Someone in the comment section wants to know who you're going to pick for the Super Bowl in 2021 since you predicted the winner this year. The Rams are the sexy pick. So, like the long shot pick. Don't you dare pick the Rams. I'm not. The long shot pick, like crazy. Like, um, you know, it's funny before I get to that. Todd Furman, our, our Vegas expert, they played a clip today from February 3rd, 2020, the day after the Super Bowl. He said, I love the Bucks at 60 to, uh, at 60 to 1. He said, they may have Jameis, they may have Phillip Rivers. We don't know. But he, he goes, I like the the high-powered offense or something to that effect. Question is, did Todd bet it? Uh, somebody in the chat is asking, I thought MacGyver was a documentary. No. I mean, it came out in the mid-'80s. So oh, that's MacGruber. <laughs> MacGruber. But my launch was, my- was, a, was a weekly show. I mean, I, I watched MacGyver every week. Oh, it was must-watch television. It was great. And that's when, you know, you didn't have – you had to sit in front of the television and watch it because there was no way to, yeah. to stream it. But my, my long-shot Super Bowl pick for next year, not my favorite, my long-shot, I'm on the La Chargers bandwagon. Whoa. La Chargers. I'm going to start calling them the La Chargers. Team. I don't hate that. Oh, you know what I might do? I'm going to top you. I'm going to go Chargers, Rams, all L.A. <gasps> in L.A. The game's Our in L.A. teams playing at their home stadium. 
Can you fire the cannons then? No. I don't yeah, even know how you dunking on the NFL. Yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I don't care. But the cannons thing is, is the very bottom. Uh, did Rob Gronkowski get screwed by Tom Brady being named MVP? Does anyone, I mean, other than the, you get paid, like when Malcolm. Um, uh, DB Noko, who wants to know next year, look, next year's champs are the Rams, man. The Rams, Matthew Stafford hoisting that trophy. The Rams are plus 1,300, and the Chiefs are plus 550. How are we all on the Rams? We're all going to be on the Rams by next. It's just because the Rams are my team. They can't be your team. It's my boy, Sean McVay, man. Once once the Watson stuff and the Darnold stuff gets all shook out, it'll it'll completely change. This is going to be interesting. Actually, you know what? Buffalo is a a great pick. Here's here's a good pick. The Buccaneers. (laughs) They have to get Chris Godwin back if they want him. They don't necessarily need him. I mean, um, sh- all, right, well, all right, let's talk about that instead, real quick. Um, so the so Bruce Arian said after the game that he is 100% coming back. Oh, yeah, I'm coming back. He's like, Hell yeah, I'm going anywhere. I'm trying to win another one. Yep, it makes you think, like, did he did he think he was going to win this one, right? Um, it is his third Super Bowl victory, oldest coach to ever win a Super Bowl. I didn't oldest know he was Super Bowl. first time as a head coach winning a Super Bowl. So he and Tom Brady have 10 Super Bowls. And in fact, so two of the ones that Arians was in with Pittsburgh, obviously, didn't feature New England. 05 and 08. They played. So that means, so if you, I mean, like Seahawks and I'm just, I'm sort of just doing the math on like how many years didn't feature Tom Brady or Bruce Arians at the Super Bowl over the last 20 years. It's not many, mm-hmm. like five. Um, so. Tom Brady is a $24 million cap hit, I think. Some $25 million cap hit, somewhere in that range next year. Chris Godwin, they can franchise tag. And if you're Chris Godwin, are you why would you leave? Like the Buccaneers are the team. Like you could get uh, a ton of money somewhere else. That, that, that's a good reason. That's why you leave. Right. But I mean, you look at the, the what the Chiefs did, where you have like Travis Kelsey saying, Yeah, I could have broken the bank, but I want to win Super Bowl. So if you're if you have that mentality. If you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and saying that's the team we have to beat in AFC if we're going to be in these Super Bowls and win these things, uh, but I, the only reservation I have on Chris Godwin is like, you know, if I sign a four-year contract, I'm probably not going to have Tom Brady for all four years, and then what happens? You might. I mean, that's true. I don't want to say because there's like a sixty percent chance Tom Brady's going to play four more years. Um, but well, you, you could also do something if you're if you're Chris Godwin where you say, let, I mean, because I I think there's a good chance they franchise tag him. I mean, the wide receiver franchise tag is not like, you know. A, yeah, they're not going to franchise Shaq Barrett again. Antonio Brown is not under contract, right? He signed a one-year deal, didn't he? Gronk isn't either, but it sounds like he'll play. Gronk, Gronk said he's only coming back for Tampa Bay. I, th- I would expect he comes back next year and try it. Because like, at this point, it's just like, if you're Gronk, you're you know, you're just rolling with house money. He already has the videos recorded of him in different t-shirts, so he's going to do that for another team. <laughs> right. No, no, he said he's it's Tampa Bay or bust. So you, you convince Gronk to come back on a cheap deal. You tag Goblin, and then you go to Goblin and say, hey, look, man. We want to give you a two-year deal worth two franchise two franchise tags plus. So we'll get you paid now. You'll get a huge signing bonus. We won't have to worry about these tags. Or just pay Godwin, but Godwin's awesome. So two-year, $40 million deal? Uh, that's probably a little steep. Well, you just said two franchise tags. Is that what the wide receiver franchise tag will be? No, that's what the highest guys make. So, I mean, who, who's yeah, highest? Two, two years, $36 million. And just be like, look, we are... We want to line your contract. Well, I, you, want to, you want to just give Godwin a big contract. I don't care. He's awesome. It's fine with me. But I'm saying, like, if you want to try and get it, like, get it done quickly, dude, 
you know, two years, 36. If I'm Chris Godwin, I take the franchise tag. Because, uh, look, you're looking at what the salary cap's going to be this year, which is like 180. That's the estimate. And you say, you know what? I want to know what it's going to be the year after that. Because you don't want to be negotiating with 2021 that's being. So I'm fine. To, if I'm anywhere yeah, in the NFL, this is the one year. Him, someone has given him $18 million a year. He's going to care about the salary cap. Yeah, well, but no, but no, I'm, no. It's a great point. Like, you take the franchise tag this year. I understand. But, but if, if the Rams, for example, are given a four-year deal worth $18 million per year, he doesn't give a crap that this. Right, if he right. thinks he can get four years, twenty-one million starting next that year, the highest paid, one of the highest paid. When the salary cap, out a number. If he thinks he can get out twelve million, three million dollars more per year over four-year deal for a total of twelve million more when the salary cap goes up again, which is supposed to in twenty twenty-two, then I'm fine being the fifth highest paid receiver on on, on a. Well, the math on, there is: is it worth the risk of getting hurt? Because I don't know if it is. That's I mean, what was, uh, I mean, Jimmy Watkins, your guy got a $16 million a year deal from the chiefs like three, four years ago. So I mean, I Chris Godwin can get 18 or 20 from you know the market. If you play anyway, the, the point being is that, and look, the chiefs, I mean, the, the bucks, excuse me, might not want to do a franchise tag deal because then that soaks up a ton of cap space for a one-year contract. Well, point being is, yeah, he might leave. Back, yes. No, I said the point is to your point, he, he'll probably end up leaving. So you, you usually lose guys when you win Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, but you, Tom Brady usually brings guys in, man. If you're Chris Godwin, they, like, could, they could sign Marvin Jones. I could sign Kenny Galladay. I mean, they have, they have a million options. They have Tyler Johnson. They if you're if you're if you're Chris Godwin, are you going to the Jets for 19 million a year over four years? Versus I don't know. We have to ask Chris Johnson, but we've seen it happen 99 times out of 100 where guys leave winning programs, go get paid, and. At the end of the day, they typically hate it, but they got paid. I, I'm just saying, I, I think there's a greater than zero chance that a guy like Chris Godwin is like, cool, tag me. I don't care. If you want to work on a the player, player, that's great. But like, I want to, I'm cool being in, in Tampa with Tom Brady, you know, being one of his top targets, developing my resume, winning, getting Develop. a chance against. But I mean, like, it's not like it's it's hurting him to play with Tom Brady. It's raising. All right, let me let me put it this way: How many times have you heard a player say, "Please franchise tag me" instead of "Give me a long term deal"? I mean, dudes took dudes took discounts all the time in New England to play with Tom Brady. That's all I'm saying. Your answer is never. You've never heard anyone say that. That's my point. I mean, okay, whatever. You just dunked on yourself. Uh, Shaq Barrett is a free agent. That's a problem. He yep. played on the franchise tag this year and played really well. Um. Yep. Is, oh yeah, somebody in the chat point Levante David's a free agent. See, you can't oh, oh Levante David. You want to revisit Jason Light Jr. About paying Chris Godwin all that money, you got all these other guys you got to play. Oh, okay. I love Jason Light. He's a good dude. That's my point. Um, That's why I called you Junior. And he de he deserves a ton of credit for this championship. He's the, he's the one who went out and got Tom Brady, brought him in, convinced him to come like he pulled Nelway. With Peyton Manning in, in Denver and and uh, and won a Super Bowl with it in his first year. Um, Wait, did this entire conversation start like twenty minutes ago after the break came to it? We came back from the break about and we we're talking about MVP. Yeah, and then Wilson said, I, I'm, we're, we're, "We're talking about like what what, what happened to the box." Yeah, someone was asking in the in the chat. That's why. But yeah. do we, so did Tom Brady deserve to win MVP? Yes, and I was going to say originally Malcolm Butler. That was an instance where. I don't think he won it that year, but but I think Tom gave him the truck or the money or whatever. Gronk doesn't need the money. I, I think Gronk is fine. Should we get should we get Debo out by in an hour? Or well, what we... about a defensive player, Ryan? Why, I mean, yeah. So I saw someone tweet that um, if you had a ticket, I thought we were still on the break. 
<laughs> you thought we were still on the break? Somebody was, uh, yeah. Two uh, people in the chat thought we were still on the podcast. Uh, that's what happens when we start talking about MVP uh, and then, then go off the rails. We went off the rails. But to your point, uh, Breach, Devin uh, White was 50 to 1, and he had that interception there at the end and played really well, made a lot of tackles. Someone was upset about Brady winning it over him, I guess, but Devin White ain't winning the MVP. I think my biggest issue with Brady winning is that he only threw for 61 yards in the second half, and that's not his fault because they were so far ahead. But if you are a player who is do literally did nothing for two quarters of a game, you are not the most valuable player of that game. So well, who are you going to? If I was going to give it to an offensive player, I would have given it to Leonard Burnett, and I would have given it to a defensive player though. But Leonard <laughs> stats were only good because Tom Brady's stats were good. Who was the defensive Leonard player to give it to? Sixteen carries for eighty-nine yards had nothing to do with Tom Brady because he ran the ball because they were winning. Yeah, but he, he could be Tom Brady put up over. points. He could be a terrible oh, runner. Ignore that breach. Breach, who was the defensive player you would give it to? I mean, but defensively, I'd have to go back and watch everything. You give it to Devin White, give it to Shaq Barrett, you give it to one, one of the yeah, it's either Shaq Barrett or Sue. Or yeah, and Dom Sue. Like look, I mean, there's a, a few guys, but I just think that look, Tom Brady was almost too, it, it just I'm not sure I would have given it to Brady. I would have voted if you asked Tom Brady. I think if you asked Tom Brady who he would give it to, he would tell you not him. I would agree with that. And I think I think, he, I think I think what they should do is say, Tom Brady, you're in charge of giving out the Super Bowl MVP. And he would have given it to Gronk. 100%. Gronk's the guy. Gronk had the first two touchdown catches. Gronk was running wild out in the field. And everything after 21-6, to me, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not assigning the most valuable player after 21-6. Does anyone, like, if you don't have a horse in the game, and by that I mean have bet on it, I don't care. But like the MVP, I don't care. I don't care. People got really worked up last year over uh, over Jamie Williams. From a historical perspective, it's a big thing to have Super Bowl MVP on your resume. Why? Uh, I I don't know why. It's just it's the biggest game. It's made it's made a a life changing difference for Malcolm Smith. (laughs) Right. I mean, John. Well, we we did say that John Breach's life would have been different. If Jim had Larry won. Brown <laughs> got a giant contract when he won MVP, you know, like it doesn't change anything for Tom Brady because he's already done it so many times. You get, you get like a, you get, you get a some car. money. You get money for it in a car. Yeah. Well, well he gave car. Malcolm Butler. Oh, what if the car is worth eighty thousand dollars, Wilson? Is that a life changing moment? Anyway, you know what else we can't say, by the way? No more Andy Reid off the bye. Oh. Andy Reid. That was actually, fun fact, Patrick Mahomes' first loss ever off a of bye. He was 7-0 going into this game. Also, Rob Gronkowski, the first player in Super Bowl history to score the first two touchdowns of a game. And also, we might have to start saying Bruce Arians off the bye because he's now 7-2. Oh, that's good. That's a good number. The one thing I really screwed up on on these props is I I wanted um, after uh, RJ and I did a pro, like a prop podcast later in the week was to take a bunch of Gronk overs, but I was waiting to see what Cameron Brate's status was, and then like today kind of got away from me and I didn't put a bunch of a bunch of prop bets in. I wish I had taken a. T- I mean, like, I, I mean, obviously the hindsight, whatever, but like. I, I was going to be on a bunch of Gronk props, and that would have really evened things out from a from a Tampa Bay side. I, I mean, 
I don't care about the MVP. Look, it's it's it goes to the quarterback. Like whoever picked it on the show was like, take Brady. He's plus money. That's it's a good bet. Yeah, Bree said, said that. Yeah, Bree said that. I mean, I, I mean, I think that. Devin White would have been somebody from the defense would have been fine because the defense held Patrick Mahomes to nine points. How about this? Give it to Todd Bowles. He was the MVP. Sure. I mean, the Malcolm Smith MVP thing was just basically because, you know, the Seahawks dominated the Broncos. It's like, we got to find one guy. Let's get the guy who scored a touchdown. I would, I would, if I were Devin White, I would have been fine with Gronk. Leonard Fournette, I wouldn't complained about, but I mean, I'm not surprised it was Brady. Like yeah. Brady's slinging touchdown passes in the first half. He's out, you know, he's out statistically performing Patrick Mahomes by a ton. And he's Tom Brady. Like, of course he's gonna win it. Um only Breach would hate Tom Brady for being handsome. Right. What are you talking? He threw for 201 yards. That's MVP performance. Yes, he just got the MVP. So clearly it is. I, I think also I think there's a and and then like to your letter for net point. <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady didn't throw many passes because he built a lead. Like if I'm if, okay with the Leonard Fournette thing, because Leonard Fournette just fell down. He, he historically he just falls down. So at least he was able to stay on his feet. He scored a touchdown. But he only know. ran the ball a bunch in the second half because they had a huge lead. Otherwise, I, I don't know why Ronald Jones was in on that series in the first half where they kept running behind the line. Uh, um, on just like the long term legacy stuff. Well, actually, no, we can just do winners and losers. I'll wrap into that. Wait, uh, wait, 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 oh, wait. Debo's trying to get out of here and he's going to talk about some special team stuff. Go ahead. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I don't yeah, you see what he did, Debo? You thanked him and he did that to you. <laughs> I do need to bring up the kickers real quick. Every, yeah, I mean, oh my this God. was a historical Super Bowl for kickers. One of the, probably the greatest Super Bowl ever for kickers. First of all, Good. it was the first Super Bowl ever where both kickers from each team made a field goal of 50 yards or more. There have only been five field goals of 50 yards or more in Super Bowl history. We saw two in one game. Uh, Harrison Butker, the first kicker ever to have two field goals of 49 yards or more. Long field goals do not happen in the Super Bowl. These guys nailed them all. Uh, and also, the stat that I'm required to point out. Let me out, interrupt you. You can finish. Last one. No, no, let me interrupt you. Then you can finish a second. Brenton, this offseason, please get a button that they play like at the award shows, the music that plays people off when they go too long. Just, yeah. Do you think uh, like so like breaches on his one of his first, like, you know, the you know that first date? Not not the first date, but the first date that like someone comes back to someone else's house and breaches on the date with Rachel and they, they go back, they're having cocktails at the house. And uh, Rachel's like, you know, this has been a lot of fun, John. I think I'm going to call it a night. She starts to go to the, the door. And all of a sudden, Breach comes flying over and slams the door. He's like, we haven't talked about kinkers. <laughs> Two hours later. We have not. It's She's You know the meme where the girl's really bored and they're sitting somewhere and the guy's like whispering, he's so excited. Uh, yeah. that, that's, that's on the meme that I'm talking about. Kinkers. All right, what's your last point? Uh, the last part, <laughs> Harrison Butker. Kinkers made a 50-yard field goal. Harrison Butker became the fourth. Fourth kicker in Super Bowl history to hit two or more field goals from 40 yards or more. That's oh my God. one is your dad, isn't it? One is Harrison Butker. Two is Jake is. of the Eagles. Three is Garrison Hartley of Garrett Hartley of the Saints. And four is Jim Breach there it is. of the Bengals. Oh, oh he missed. He missed. Jim Breach. He made all the Super Bowl field goals. There we go. All right, I'm done with my kicking stats. You guys can kick uh, me off. Um, all right, well, let's uh, we'll do winners and losers here. 
Uh, who wants to start? What you I'll doing? start because there's no reason for anyone to have to listen to Breach talk for another five minutes. That's ridiculous. Who is Jim Breach? Someone said in the chat. Oh boy, them fighting words. Yeah. So my winner is Tom Brady because he won the MVP and they clearly mixed in the winner. Here's why. And uh, David Townsend tweeted this uh, at us. And it's a great fun fact. Even if it's not true, I love it. And he tweeted out, um, Tom Brady has stopped every potential back-to-back Super Bowl winner uh, since he accomplished the feat himself. He's beaten Russ Wilson and now Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady, of wow. course, did it 2003, 2004. That's why he's a winner, not because of all the things he did on the field today or that you don't think he did on the field today. Brentson, but Tom Brady. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, I'm going to fact check that, but that's a great stat if that's true. Right. The fact that old man Brady. Yeah, if you Google Super Bowl winner, fireworks go off on Google. That's annoying. Yeah, if you're a Bucks fan, probably not. I mean, a, a Chiefs fan, you're probably not loving that. <laughs> the fact that old man Brady at 43 years old slapped down Russ Wilson and Patrick Mahomes as they tried to win back-to-back Super Bowls. That's that's a winner in my book. So, in in other words, what we're saying is that the team who won the Super Bowl the year before had to get back to the Super Bowl. So, Russ, and you mentioned it, Russ and the, 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 the beat the Broncos. They beat the Broncos and they come back in that Super Bowl in Arizona. Yeah. And Malcolm Butler gets the interception. Last year, the the uh, Chiefs obviously won. They come back this year and lose to the Pat, uh, not the Pack on the Patriots. They lost to the Buccaneers. Okay, so you know, but what I'm saying is like it's not like Brady knocked out the team. Brady had to play the team in the Super Bowl. He beat them. That's right. That's yeah, right. In the Super he Bowl, kept That's them from repeating. He kept, he, them kept from the, he kept Russell Wilson from repeating, and he remained the only repeat since 2003, 2004. And yep. he also kept the Chiefs from repeating. Speaking of Russell Wilson, he was sitting next to Roger Goodell, and also that Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl. That was the Super Bowl I felt like this Super Bowl, where you had a high powered offense. You kept thinking he was going to come back. And then finally, like at the end of the third quarter, you're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. No, that's a good call. When Seahawks lost the Broncos 40. I had to flew that week. That was a fun week. That was the week I bought a handle of Jack Daniels. I don't want to talk about it. You showed up to you showed up to dinner <laughs> with a backpack. Got a backpack. Really yeah. Like, yeah, hey, Rach, what's in the backpack? You have yeah. it up it's a half gallon of Jack Daniels. I've never been to New York. That's what, what the they hell, me. man? Like, like this guy's going big. He takes, that, he takes that mobile serial killing kit with him everywhere. We've seen it all over the place. All right. Uh, my winner is Jason Light. Oh, what f you, bro? Wah, I wish you were I was Jason Wilson's winner. Oh, oh. You sent me half your winnings, and I will let you have my winner, and I'll come up with a different winner. But if I don't see that deposit in the next three seconds, two, one, nothing. All right, my <laughs> winner is Jason Light because oh, guess what? Unbelievable. <laughs> this is why it's Jason has to go last. Uh. But it's Jason Light because, look, he went out, signed Tom Brady. As a matter of fact, he just signed Tom Brady. Just right, to be clear, you were going to recycle everything I said 15 minutes ago into your winner's rant. No, I'm going to add a, a little twist to it. Every single player that scored in the Super Bowl tonight was someone that Jason Light signed during this past offseason. It's not just, uh, you know, Tom Brady didn't score, but he threw touchdown passes. Rob Gronkowski scored two touchdowns. Uh, Leonard Fournette scored a touchdown. Antonio, or he did. Antonio Brown scored a touchdown. Ryan Suckup scored extra points, kicked field goals, and then Leonard Fournette put up uh nearly 130 total yards. So you had all these free agents that Jason Light went out and got, who were just every single person who scored a touchdown in this Super Bowl was not on the Bucks last year. Yes, 
and all, and then also Ryan Suckup scored the points that those touchdown scores didn't score. So every, and he drafted Devin White. So every point scored in this game was by someone who wasn't on the team that the Buccaneers had to go out and sign. And so this is if you're a general manager, sometimes you say, "Hey, going out and making all these free agent signings doesn't work," and you need to build your team through the draft. Well, Jason Light proved, "Hey, you know what? We were close. We had a few pieces of the puzzle we were missing. I went out and got them." Uh, the Buccaneers had horrible times with kickers with Jameis Winston. He fixed those problems and they won the Super Bowl. He is the winner. Okay. Sorry, Brinson. Yeah, I'm, I'm furious that you 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 can um, you can get breached back by going with Harrison Bucker. I was just trying to think of um, I was going to see because uh, oh so and just I was just going to add to it too that I think breach look he drafted Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Cameron Brait, Ronald Jones, Devin White, Sean Murphy Bunting, Antoine Winfield. I don't uh Jamel Dean, Mike Edwards, all the guys. Dalton Davis. I don't I don't think he was I think Levante Davis was 2013, maybe. The joke, the joke is on Brinson because my winner was gonna be kickers. Uh, but then you guys laughed at me when I started talking about kickers, so I switched it. Signed to okay. Sue. Franchise tag Shaq Barrett. Mr. Winner, you just drafted Vita Vea and got crap for it when he did it too. Okay. Like this team, Jason Light built this team. Yeah, that's breach. That's why he just said what he said. That's what why he's you, the winner. Are you? Was it, is that your winner? That was going to be my winner. Yes. Oh, uh, instead, fast. Well, you're the I, guy. With, you're the guy that wrote the same book report as the person who went before you in class, and you're just reading it like no one heard the, the guy just just, <laughs> the guy just read it. <laughs> that's that's disrespectful. I would tell you a story right now, but it would indict oh, my. Devo. It would indict my honor as a. Devo has one foot out the window. He's about to jump if you make this go. <laughs> I want to tell the story, but I probably shouldn't. Um, so instead, it. I will get my winner. My winner. Who's your winner, Wilson? Tom Brady because of the keeping the Russ Wilson and Patrick Mahomes from winning back-to-backs. Gronk. My winner, Bruce Arians. There you go. We came into this week thinking that Bruce Arians was going to get his like pants coached off by by Andy Reid. Except and me, Bruce, I'm win it. What's that? Except me, I picked him to win it before the season. Remember? No, this week you came in thinking that the Chiefs would win. <laughs> and Bruce Arians, people were kind of crapping on Bruce Arians because you know he like, he loves to like he's hadn't been a full no risk it no biscuit guy since he came back. Um, he came out of retirement. He was calling games for CBS. He takes over the Bucs with Jameis Winston. He kills Jameis Winston. They sign Tom Brady. Brady has a, a really good year, but not like a, you know, I mean, like like a very, very, very good year, but it felt like, you know, it just felt like there was going to be something left on the table for the Buccaneers. They win three road playoff games. They win a game at home uh, for the Super Bowl. Bruce Arians, in my opinion, cemented his Hall of Fame legacy with a with a Super Bowl win. He has three Super Bowl wins, two Coach of the Year awards. He's coached Peyton Manning, Tom Brady to a Super Bowl, Ben Roethlisberger to a Super Bowl, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer to a borderline MVP season in an NFC Championship game. And I think that Bruce Arians, with this win, as much crap as he's kind of gotten over like the last year, just because he, he tends to be a little more conservative than we like, like he tends to kick a little early and you know, he's, he's been very run heavy on first and second down. Bruce Arians is, is probably going into the hall of fame because of what happened on Sunday night. And uh, you, you see Debo's tweet there. That also is noteworthy. I didn't think about it until just now. Um, 
It's locked. Give me a read. Brian Clark, it. thank you, Bruce Arians, for showing the world that all three of your coordinators can be black. Your assistant head coach can be black. You have two full-time women coaches. Be the best team in the world. BA, you're a trailblazer. Leadership doesn't have a look. Great point. Wilson, your loser. Yeah, I think it's easy to pile on the offensive line, but they were injured, so I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers slash pass catchers because while Travis Kelsey had 10 catches for 133 yards, I think is what it ended up being, they didn't score a touchdown. We know that Patrick Mahomes was throwing, running for his life. Even though he was running for his life, he was finding guys, and they were dropping passes. Started with Tyree Kill, ball him in the face. Travis Kelsey had a drop. There's another drop. I think it was Mikko Harmon that dropped in the end zone. They weren't at their best. And after the game, Patrick Holmes wasn't making excuses, but he said sometimes I, I didn't hit the guys I needed to hit. Sometimes they ran a route that I didn't think they were going to run, and they just never were on the same page. So I think if a couple of those passes had been caught early on in the first half, it's it's a different ball game going into halftime. And then, um, you know, I think the Bucks win, but maybe it's a little closer. Uh, my loser is Andy Reid. Uh, I think I outcoached. We've never, we haven't seen him get outcoached like that in a long time. I know uh, 41 Super Bowl last year, we'll say from 1999 to about 2018. We always used to make fun of how he struggled to coach late in games, but he never really got outcoached over the period of an entire game. And that is what happened here. They didn't adjust at halftime. Nothing changed. They got dominated. This game wasn't close. And uh, man, it, it was ugly. So Andy Reid, for losing a Super Bowl. Does uh, if Zach Taylor's coaching the Chiefs, does he win that game? Uh the the Chiefs, if Zach Taylor is coaching the Chiefs, the Buccaneers win 47 to 9. <laughs> okay. But that only says Andy Reid's only 16 points better than Zach Taylor. Right. That's the takeaway. Okay. Yes. I was gonna pick Andy Reid too. I mean, like the Chiefs. <laughs> what a fitting end to the 2020 football season. Oh my god. <laughs> This is pick the same thing as Brinson all year. You know what that means? It's officially draft season, fools. Yeah, do you know you're doing the show two times? You're, I'm off two times a week now. You said that last year. I didn't fall for it. Yeah. What if he's not kidding? This year would be believable, though. Because last year you were a junior draft analyst, and now you're a senior draft analyst. I'm taking I'm taking so many vacations this offseason. You have no you idea. You have a breach? You have no idea. I'm on maternity leave. There's a baby, Ryan. That's not vacation. I'm gonna fake a baby. Preach your daughter. You have no idea. You have no idea how much vacation I'm gonna take. I'm going. I'm leaving. I'm. I'm out. I'm out. Vincent, go. You go have a baby. You'll, you, nobody judges you if you're off for a while. I judge. Six months. I'm. 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 I'm out. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'll say. Uh, to say this, but I think Patrick Mahomes is a loser in the sense that, like, I think I don't think he played poorly. I think he left everything on the table. But I am firmly of the opinion that it it's probably like a two or three percent chance max that Tom that that Patrick Mahomes can catch Tom Brady for the goat title, the greatest of all time. Lower, especially it's seven to one as opposed to I, yeah, I think know? it's like one. So it's seven to one. So that means Patrick Mahomes, who is look, incredible, but is going to have to win seven more Super Bowls. Because if he wins six more Super Bowls and you're trying to figure out if there's a tiebreaker between Mahomes and Brady, there is. Brady smoked him in this one. And Brady beat him in the AFC Championship game two years ago to win his sixth Super Bowl. So it, it, 
Mahomes has to go. It's like when when Brady got past Montana, the only way that the Montana truthers would concede that Brady was better was when Brady got so far past Montana that there's just like, there wasn't an argument. Like once he got to four, like five, it's like all right, look. I mean, what are, what are we doing here with the, the comeback against the Falcons? You got to five, six. That's when they. No, I, no, five. It was over. Six was just a gravy pour. No, because then he lost the Eagles, and all of a sudden he was uh, five yeah. and three, four. When, no, he, beat, when he beat the Falcons, three. when he beat the Falcons, there was no more discussion about Montana. It's four and over, five and three. There was still a discussion. Um, is that is that how that happened? Yeah, that's why the Montana Truthers exist. Montana's Joe Montana's good. never lost a Super Bowl. That's just, stu- I hate that argument. That's no the argument. stupidest argument on the planet. It's gone now. It was three years ago. We didn't talk I'm about saying it. like the, the he's never lost. It's like Michael Jordan never lost the NBA Finals. It's like, well, LeBron made it to the Finals more. You know what's better? Making it to the Finals in the Super Bowl more than not making this it. This quote at the bottom, thank you very much. Right. I agree with Breach. I don't care. Doesn't agree with Brunson. My point being is that Patrick Mahomes now basically has to win seven, eight. He has to win eight Super Bowls total. He has to win seven more Super Bowls. In I don't order know if he has to do that to be the GOAT, though. I mean. Yes, he does. Eh, I don't know. You, you can't end up tied with Brady and you lost your only head-to-head Super Bowl with Brady and also lost the Brady head-to-head three to two. Like, I do agree with Brunson. All right. Let, let, just, for, just for the sake of argument. What, what, yeah. Um, poops leaps and, leaps and giggles, poops and chuckles. What if, for the sake of argument, he beats Brady next year? No, not even that. There's something less, uh, head to head. Let's say Patrick Holmes plays for 10 more years. Let's say four of those years they go 16 and 0 or 15 and 1 and win four Super Bowls. And so he ends up five and one in Super Bowls, and he's had like two 16 and 0 seasons. and Two more fifteen and one seasons. If he has two, oh, he's like a poor man, Tom Brady. What are you talking about? Well, I'm saying, is he is he the greatest of all time? No, because Tom eight. Brady exists. He needs eight. Even if he goes sixteen and zero, back to back years. So like he he permanent back to back years. That's about it. That then maybe. Okay, but even that's just a maybe. Even then, okay. I'm just trying to see what where the line is. And, and you know the thing about Tom Brady. Is in the Mahomes debate is that like think of the quarterbacks who thought they were going to win a Super Bowl this year like Drew Brees he beat Brady twice in the regular season it's like all right we can beat him we'll get to the MC title game lost Aaron Rodgers I just had the best season of my career in ten years good point Brady there's no way Brady Brady's just going to show up beat me in my home Taylor title game Rodgers loses and now Patrick Mahomes look it's my time now I'm the best quarterback in the NFL. Mahomes loses. It's amazing that Brady just took down the best quarterbacks in the NFL to get this. Like, it's insane. Breeze, Rodgers, Mahomes in back-to-back weeks, back-to-back-to-back weeks. It's like, it's a reminder that Tom Brady is basically Thanos of the NFL. (laughs) And he is inevitable, and he is going to snap his fingers and destroy you. I don't know why people are mad at me in the comments. What did I do? He was going to snap his fingers in this podcast in a second. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Debo! Debo, what? Debo's whining because he's been doing it. He's been doing this by oh, you know, if we if we if we went thirty more minutes, Debo would get ten hours in of live streaming. <laughs> Does Debo get paid overtime? 
He's like, please, please, God. He was like, Love that. Love guys, that. I need to go to bed. Brinson, if you want to wire me 10 grand, I'll stay up for 10 more minutes. But otherwise, it's it's bedtime. All right. Well, there's not enough people in here to do a poll. Though. I was gonna say, should I do like a, a no, no, no? I've had to. I've had. I've had. I got my. I got to buy four cocktails. I was gonna suggest I send Debo like a Venmo. Like, thanks for you know what what an incredible season you did a great job. Uh, bonus, but I don't know. Yeah, that that wedding question from earlier pre podcast that the answer is a no at this moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But we'll 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 check again tomorrow. Debo, what is your favorite online shopping? Like, where's your favorite place to shop online? Um, Amazon.com. That's boring. Yeah, I got to, I don't know. I don't have like a local business to, to shout out. I was gonna buy SoundCloud. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll see if Wilson and Breach want to chip in. You did a great, you did a great job this year. No, everybody did a great job, but uh, like I said before, it's it's not stopping. We're like people think we're we're gonna stop being daily. No, we're we are. All and year. in fact, I would even argue that like now is when it gets harder. Like now is when we like crank it up because you go from Super Bowl straight into the off season. The good news is though, we're not doing it at two in the morning, which I fully and uh, uh, well, it's it's better because we're not recapping it exactly at 2 a.m it's two in the morning you got to start learning all those prospects will i'm on these you know if you guys move to the central time zone it's only 1 a.m yeah but then we live closer to you is that uh, bad yeah! well, for the 2020 season right there yeah you and uh you and your best friend clay travis <laughs> all right that might be a sign oh! i'm just gonna love clay travis he's great <laughs> All right, uh, try to get out of here. Why is somebody telling me to take a permanent vacation? What did I do? I'd love a permanent vacation though. Is this over the? Is this over the eighty k? Is this like like a? Look at you! You have one of those dumb glasses. You got white hat. You look like Judge Smales. <laughs> <laughs> I can't know what I look like. No, the outfit. It's like the white on white. Like you're going to go play golf. You're yelling at the caddies. Yelling at the nuncio. Um. We did it, guys. We made it through another season. This is quite different than podcasting outside of uh, Hard Rock Stadium last year. And we I can't believe that was 365 days. Or well, I guess it was more like that. a little bit more. But I mean, like, I can't believe that was um, a year ago. That's in, It feels like 4,000 years ago. That's yeah. not. Faltering out of Hard Rock Stadium through a parking lot. We set up on that. It was freezing up there. We had yeah. beers. We had beers, right? Someone who I won't name kept stealing my Nike, my 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 mic, my Nikes. <laughs> but that too. All right, Ryan well, was uh, about thirty minutes away from sending a certain email. Yeah, that's right. I was fired up. Went back to the rest of Sam. We had some beers at three in the morning. Had to get up and take a hundred dollar Uber ride back to the the office so I could sell oh, uh, oh man! And then then we got we did the did all did the podcast at the office. Came home on, did we come home on, we spent, we all spent Monday night in Fort Lauderdale, right? No, I flew home Monday night, like at 5 p.m. Oh, no, because oh, I drove on the side of the road. <laughs> I left before you guys, and then you guys left after. Yeah, so we flew out Monday. That Monday night, I, I got sick. I, I mean, I, I'm convinced I may have had COVID. I've gotten sick as I've ever been. Mm. I did this number while we were driving, so no one could see my face when Brent was went, driving. Went, like two wheels off the road and breach panic. I've, I've. Two wheels off the road. If if by two you mean four, 
<laughs> yeah, it's exactly how many you had off the road. All right. Well, look, hey, great season, guys. Adios. Cheers. Wilson, you didn't. Evo Cheetah. Wilson, I told you to bring a beer. I had my smoothie. Damn office. You didn't bring You brought your freaking green fruit stuff. Learn the game. Thank you to all of y'all uh, who are everybody in the chat for hanging out, watching, listening, uh, for for the downloads, for everything you do for us. Uh, you guys are a very loyal fan base. We love we love you guys, and um, it's a great season. Let's get better. We'll have more fun this off season. Tom Brady won another stinking Super Bowl. Well, who would who could have seen that coming? Wilson could have, just not this week. All right, see you guys later. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.